And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, yes, I agree. I think that's right. Oh, that sounds good, too. I agree with that. Oh, yes, I think that's right, too. When those two agreements are in opposite direction, the person saying yes is a people pleaser. They go in the direction that makes most people happy. But if their decision requires any suffering, then they're out of there. That's called shallow and snowflakey. Ooh. Next, remember Steve Martin? Well, you have to because this show does a lot of stuff with it. Uh, remember the album, his first one, Let's Get Small. That was his first album. You know, if you can walk inside of a balloon, you know you're small. And the Lord would prefer that we would be small because when we are tall or big in our own eyes, we tend to feed our own kingdom. That's a major no-no. Be small. Stay small or be in trouble with God. Finally, sometimes we need to do what God says without trying to look good while we're doing it. When we function in obedience, we do so to the pleasure of our king. We do so for his eyes only. We do so because if we try to please people at the same time as trying to please God, we will fail. It's not a maybe. It is inevitable. Remember, it's for him only. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But when you do that... Captain Chris answers the phone, and all of a sudden, it's like you're on a boat on the ocean as the sun is setting, and you're just sailing right towards the sunset as Captain Chris helps you get in the right direction. Yeah, that's good. You should call then, 972-445-0770. We've taken off all of the shock systems, so nobody will feel bad about that. Here's the bottom line. You might have a question. You might have a comment. You may have a praise report, a prayer request. You might want to just share something that's going on in your life and you'd like people to pray, 
or you're just trying to like have somebody else kind of respond to it, just trying to get the feel for what's uh, what's engaging in the kingdom and just, just want to talk to a brother or sister about it. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you can do any of that and all of that. You can also answer Bible trivia if you think you know the Bible trivia. If you get it wrong, it's not the end of the world. It could be the beginning of knowing something. There's nothing wrong with that. Here you go. Who? Here's your question, Bible trivia. Who did Jesus say were like whitewashed tombs who appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are filled with dead men's bones? And for all the people that say, well, Jesus never called anybody a name, let's see, here you go. Whitewashed tombs. Tell Herod that fox. You group of vipers. You snakes. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I was just quoting Jesus. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. So that's our question. Uh, we're gonna, we don't have somebody who's going to answer yet. So, right? They're not. Uh, what? What? Was no. It? No. And it wasn't a pizza either? <laughs> they didn't give us a pizza? They just called and said no? It was the cops. Oh, you didn't give him my address, did you? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, good idea. All right, here you go. That's the, the question. Thanks, Chris. Uh, what? Uh, who did Jesus say were like whitewashed tombs who appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are filled with dead man's bones? If you think you know the answer, like we told you, you just got to reach out to us. Our number, if I can find it, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483, and then you can send us an email, david at he must increase dot org. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? Yeah, if I am. Whoops. <laughs> I get to get I get some of those, right? We get like mulligans as you get older and older. All right, okay. All right, let me read this text to you. Uh, okay, tomorrow I got a it's going to be a smoking kind of teaching. I hope you like it. Uh and then uh acts on uh Thursday. Uh, it's great stuff. Oh, and I think the fourth one today will be my first one using a grandchild's wisdom. We were going to do that from the house, but the that particular uh, show that uh, we couldn't keep the telephone connected to the studio. So I'm going to do that one that I was going to do before. But this one is called The Group That Runs. The Group That Runs. Matthew chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. And I recognize, I'm not reading the whole story, and I recognize, and I'm giving you the full content because I'm trying to make a point. Okay? All right. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. All right. This is somebody that hears the word. Is this somebody that is uh, typically, let's just use it. Is this somebody typically at a bar? They'd be more likely to be at a church than a bar if they're hearing the word. I'm just saying, you don't go to a lot of bars where they go, all right, it's time to read from Matthew 8. You know, it's like, it doesn't happen a lot, right? But it does happen in church or it does happen in some kind of faith-based gathering, right? They hear the word and what do they do with the word? This is not somebody that goes, ah, uh, 
the Bible. Come on, man wrote the Bible, even though those same people believe that God created the universe. But, of course, they don't believe he can write a book. No contradiction there. And uh, so the person hears the word, and you know what they do? They say, yay. Yay. They like it. I like it. That's good. Eternal life stuff. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, I like this Savior stuff. What? What's this Lord stuff? I mean, I got the Savior part. I'm not going to go to hell. Lord stuff. Does that mean I got to follow something? Hold on now. Hold on now. And as soon as something comes from the Word, because the person is shallow, they are easily blown about because they have no stability within themselves. Because really, what they're living by is if it feels good, do it. That feels good. I'll do that. (gasps) Eternal life. I'll take that life insurance all day long. But the problem with taking life insurance is you don't just get to get the policy in the kingdom of God. You have to go through... In a sense, you have to fill out the application. <laughs> you can't just push a button. Might be a way to say it. Now, don't think I'm trying to say salvation is by works. I'm just using illustrations here. But the person, as soon as they find that there's tribulation or persecution because of the word and because of the world, as soon as that happens, it's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I have no intention of sticking around for any of this. So then people then take that point that Jesus made, and they make this point. Uh, Were they ever saved in the first place? That's another conversation for another time. The answer is no, but there's another conversation for another time. That doesn't mean that I took that position. I'm just saying these particular people that Jesus is talking about. But here's the bottom line. Shallow people. You might share the word, and they go, yes, until something arises, and they go, no. But I have found that this truth applies to deeper, more cutting moments that the Holy Spirit applies to more seasoned Christians, where they will follow Jesus to a point, but then stop. And it's like, nah, there is none of that. And Jesus never said some will produce fruit that'll be 30, 60, 100 fold, or uh, just just produce one little bush, and that's it. And there's nothing else that happens. <laughs> it's not that. It keeps going, and it keeps going. And the Word of God in you that's breathing in you, that you have read, God breathed into Adam his breath. That's the same breath that's in the Word of God. It keeps moving inside of you, keeps bringing life. That's why you hear people screaming about getting into the Word. And if you're shallow, you love it until it causes problems. Hey, if that's the way you are, you're a people pleaser. Here's the problem with being a people pleaser. And we're going to talk about this in the next segment, too. Here's the problem. People don't have a heaven to put you in. When you die, and when that person dies, or the people you're trying to please die, they have no authority or power. But God does, because he's the creator of life. That's why people don't want him to be there, because accountability is a terrible thought. Yeah, well, 
It's going to be there, so you better get ready. The answer to the trivia, as Captain Chris saves the day once again, is technically the Pharisees and the Scribes. Good job on that one, Kirk. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, Will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. Are you sitting there at home on your computer? Or maybe driving along in your car just listening to the radio? Is that app for this station working for you? Don't you wish you could reach people for your business? Introducing the Commercial Whammy. All you need to do is call KAAM at 972-445-1700 and ask for David Spoon. Or send him an email at davidspoonmedia at gmail.com. And bam! You've got your own Commercial Whammy. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Remember, it's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 
Uh, okay, get ready. So we're going to do our next trivia question, and then we're, we're going to do some uh, various asunder teachings. I've been using the word asunder a lot, which tells me they've been doing a lot of new King James, King James study. That's what it tells me. Um, okay, let's see. We already did that, number one, number two. Who said, who said, if you guys don't get this, I'm, I'm going to cry. Who said he was the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you need to call in 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Give me a second. got to scratch out the last trivia question. Because if I don't, then I'll reread it, and then we'll have people like going, is this a repeat? <laughs> we have that happen all the time. Oh, one thing I did want to mention to everybody, and that is when you send texts in, so most people know I respond to your texts at least before like 4 o'clock. If I ever don't respond to a text, it's not because I'm ignoring you ever. It's simply because either I couldn't get to it, something came up. You know, it's, it's all of those things. So never, ever, ever, ever think that I'm trying to do that. If I didn't want you to be able to text me, I would block you. So, so if you're not blocked, it's good. Okay, right? Does that make sense? Such a nice guy. Uh, somebody ready to answer the question? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary, how are you? Well, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing well, but it's super wonderful to hear your voice. I just want oh, you to know you. that. Awesome. All right. So this is a straightforward, who said he was the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep? Jesus. That is correct, Gary! <laughs> exactly correct. Hey, can I pray with you real quickly? Okay. All right, let's do it. Father, I just ask you to bless Gary. Just give him strength in his body and mind and his heart and his spirit. And just encourage him and let let even encouragement come from a few other places just to be a blessing for him. He's your kid. You love him. And I pray that he would remember that, hang on to that. And what a blessing he is for our show. And we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Gary. Good to hear from you. Okay. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Good job by Gary. Yeah. And he got it. Just Jesus. That's right. Lays his life down for the sheep. All right. We got jokes. Now, I say that. That's, that's even the attitude I had when I said that, right? Did you like how I said that? We got jokes. Like, okay, well, we got a special for today. That's like when you go to the restaurant, they go, we got a special for today. The... <laughs> All right. You ready? Got the buzzer? All right. Okay, I'm Chris. All right, first one. I'm going to even tell you now the first one. Uh, why didn't Noah ever go fishing? He only had two worms. Okay. That deserved that. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Why didn't they play cards on the ark? Because Noah was always standing on the deck. Okay, we'll let that one go. Did Eve ever have a date with Adam? Nope, just an apple. That <laughs> uh, deserves that, too. Uh, a little funnier here. Uh, why are Adams Catholic? Because they have mass. 
okay. And I did think this one was okay. And this is the only one you're going to get that I think is okay. If Mary had Jesus and Jesus then was a little lamb, does that mean that Mary had a little lamb? See? <laughs> See? That was not that bad. All right. You, you guys have to put up with a lot to get to this, don't you? Well, I love you anyway. All right, uh, where are we at? Oh, the next teaching. All right, I want to make sure you stay in, in touch with this. This is some really interesting stuff. I think it's interesting. Maybe it's because it applies to me, and hopefully it will be helpful to you. I'm sure it applies to me. I should restate that. And hopefully it's helpful for you as well. First Samuel chapter 15, which is ironic because we're going to do First Samuel 15 again, but a different portion in the next segment. Here's First Samuel 15, 16 through 17. Stop. Whoa. Samuel said to Saul, let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes. Okay, stop right there. So here's a guy that becomes the king. And when Saul first became king, do you guys remember what he did? He hid. He was, he was like, no, I'm not going to, well, not me, no. That's when he was small in his own eyes. What happens, and this happens not just in ministry and not just in church. I just want you to understand, this happens to people in, in their jobs, in their relationships or whatever, where in the beginning part you, you may have taken a position, you may be doing something, some function, and you had a certain sense of humility, an honest sense of humility, and then you gain a little confidence as you keep doing it, gain a little confidence, and sometimes that confidence comes out and it spurts out a little arrogance, and that becomes a problem. When, when Saul was a King Saul was first chosen by the Lord, it was awesome for him, for the people. The Lord was still mad at the people because they had chosen a human king over, over himself, didn't follow by the prophets. That was uh, their own you know mistake. But Saul took the position and people were connected to him. Not long after Saul became who he was. He started to do a few different things. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 35. Then Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first time he had built an altar to the Lord. A king was building an altar. There was a little bit of a question there as to theologically, was that okay or not? But that's only the beginning. See, you get a little more confident when you start doing things. You start doing them a little better, and then you start getting a little bit of arrogance. And when we do that, folks, when we lose that humility— we put ourselves in a tension with God, and that's what you don't want to do. In other words, my whole comment in this whole thing is, man, you know what it is to be humble. You started off humble. Be humble. Stay humble. Fight yourself and your flesh to remain humble, because if not, you're about to get a lesson from God that is neither fun nor pleasant nor uh, even interesting. It's just something you're going to have to re be reminded of. It reminds us of Nebuchadnezzar, who started off just doing what the Lord said and got all the way to point, if you guys remember, where he walks through his kingdom and goes, look at this thing that I have built. And God's, look at, now you're a cow. Bam. That's just a thing. It's like, wow, right? In, in that moment, boom. And he was forewarned, by the way, 12 months ahead of time. 
God gave him plenty of time to do it right, but no. 1 Samuel 15, 12. Early in the morning, Samuel got up to confront Saul, but it was reported to Samuel, Sam, uh, reported to Samuel, Saul went to Carmel, where he set up a monument for himself. <laughs> Stop. Wait. What? Samuel got up to confront Saul, but it was reported to Samuel, Saul went to Carmel, where he set up a monument for himself. Here's a guy that was humble, hiding amongst things, not letting anybody see him initially. Then he gets called out. He has to be in this kingship position. He gets there, and over time, he becomes so arrogant, he built a monument to himself. Now, listen, let me, let me, let me say this nicely. I'm not going to make any comments about the political scene now. I just don't know anybody anywhere who thinks it's a good idea, who's a genuine Christian, to think to build a monument for themselves and then uh, make sure everybody sees it. Look at, look at the statue I built of me. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about Wax Museum all day long? Great. I've been to all of them. They're fantastic and they're fun. That ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about spotlights and, and nice landscaping. And, and it's like, come on. Well, not spotlights, but you get what I'm saying. The idea behind this is the guy was building a monument to himself. Remember how he started small? That's why Samuel said to him, although you were once small in your own eyes, you blew that. You lost that. It wasn't long after that he lost the kingdom. And we just think... Well, I know, but David was just being arrogant, just being prideful. But see, it's those unchecked pride and arrogance moments. You know, we have some people that respond to us on our trivia, and they do an excellent job. They, their Bible knowledge is fantastic. You can't use that as a source of pride. Only It's only the Holy Spirit that lets you bring it to remembrance. They go, no, no, that's my memory. Who gave you that memory? Did you create your own memory, or did God give it to you? What do you have that you did not receive? You know where that scripture is? The New Testament. What do you have that you did not receive? I was like, man. And the Lord, he's favorable when we're humble. I mean, I've been, in my morning prayers, I've been dropping this. I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't need you to humble me. I'm really going to work on it because I would rather work on it like from a character point of view. Now, from a practical point of view of trying to be like Jesus, I want the Lord to keep working on me in that. But I'm learning, hey, you know what? I can be humble through the power of the Holy Spirit from time to time. Most of the time, I'm terrible at it. And the Lord allows things in my life. Hey, Dave, slip in a shower lately? Thanks. <laughs> yes, I did. I was telling somebody just the other day, you'd think it would be me saving a cat or a dog or something, but nope. <laughs> just me going, ah! Okay. Stay humble, okay? Even if you're not good at it like me, I'm terrible at it, do it anyway because God wants it that way, all right? All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we find keeps the hungry giant. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turn. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Very good question. I think it's a very good question. I didn't write it, so I can say that. I did want to say this, however. I just this is so funny, and you just guys, you got to just get over this. But I was thinking after we had finished that last segment, I was thinking there might be some people out there that goes, well, you know that whole that whole thing about being humble and stuff. You know that really doesn't, you know, that really doesn't apply to me. That means it applies to you the most because you don't even know. That you're arrogant. That's why. That's funny. It's like, no, yes, it does. <laughs> Just because you thought that 
tells you. Uh-oh, that's a little indicator. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, here's the next trivia question. What was Zacchaeus's occupation? What was Zacchaeus's occupation? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. I feel bad for cab crews. I have to look over towards them and stuff while we're doing stuff. Uh, you know it's not all directed towards you, right? I just want to make sure you know that. Right? Okay. Uh, 972-445-0770. If you want to call in on the uh, a trivia question, what was uh, Zacchaeus's occupation? What did he do? What was his job a uh, Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 and then the website, David at He Must Increase. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, email David at He Must Increase dot org. But we got to tell you about the website. I get there. Uh, here is the bottom line. The bottom line is we need a little bit of financial help. We appreciate our continual and consistent givers. We love it. It keeps us going, and you guys know that. But we, we need more because we've been taxed. There was a hint there. With a little bit more uh, responsibilities that Noel and I have to cover, and we are trying to just work that out so that there's no interruptions. So please, if you can give, please go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, and the last time, so Zacchaeus, what was his occupation? Like, what did he do, right? Like, what what guild did he belong to? Is that what it is? Was it be a guild? I don't know if it'd be a guild or not. He had to be belong to some some group somewhere. Okay, uh, where does that connect to? If you think you know, like I said, call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we have our history. Let's go, let's go. All right, for those that want to know, today is Button Day. <laughs> See, now, I don't even have a shirt that has a button. Do you have a button? Not on my shirt, no. Okay. It's Button Day. Okay. Uh, it's Have a Party with Your Bear Day. I think that has to do with, like, uh, like the bear, like your stuffed bear or your, like, that kind of bear thing. That's got to be one of those bear branding things. I just have to think that. It's National Fast Food Day. Say what you want. Without it, we'd all be going, <laughs> no matter what you tell me. It's bad for you. I understand. But don't tell me every once in a while. I mean, every once in a while. And it's National Entrepreneurship Day. Uh, everybody who can spell entrepreneurship with two eyes gets a dollar. Okay. Well, it's, that's because it's only spelled with one eye. Do you want to try I can that? spell it with two. Are you using both your eyes? You're going to spell oh, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. And pay up. Okay. <laughs> what did I say? A dollar? Don has it for you. <laughs> Don has it. Just go uh, uh, knock on his office door. Let him know. Uh, on this day in 1821, the Santa Fe Trail is used by traders for the first time. I mean, people that trade, not trade tours, right? traders, okay? Uh, 1896, first transmission of electricity between a power plant and a city was sent from Niagara Falls Hydroelectric Plant to Buffalo, New York. 
did not know that. I had no clue. 1959 in this day, The Sound of Music, the Broadway uh, opened up. 1904, don't tell me this is important, British electrical engineer John Ambrose Fleming filed a patent for his vacuum tube as a detector for radio waves. The vacuum tube ushered in the modern era of electronics. Without this guy, there would be none of this. Computers, nothing. You'd be like, they'd be zippy. This guy was a, a major player. And the last uh, first man-made object to strike another planet was sent by the Soviet Venera 3, which was launched, uh, and uh, it crashed, uh, they think, on Venus, or that's what they tell us in 1966. I don't believe it. <laughs> Just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's true, unless it's God. See, that's different. Okay? All right. All right, our trivia question, what was the occupation of Zacchaeus? Uh, if you know, you can call in 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483. Here we go. I want to do another thing on Saul, and then the last one will be really cool, so just bear with it. It's going to be the first teaching I ever do using a grandchild. I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. From a grandchild. The Okay, you'll get it. All right, so well, I want to go back to this First Samuel 15, Okay. I want us to get something really, really um, succinct. I think succinct might be the right word. Maybe, maybe more. I, maybe I want to say that differently. I want us to get this in a concrete fashion where it is immovable, built upon one principle upon another that does not move. Here's what it is. First Samuel fifteen three. Now this is uh, the Lord that gave Samuel a word to give to Saul. It says, "Now go and attack the Amalekites completely. Destroy everything they have. Do not spare them. Kill men and women, children and infants, oxen, sheep, camels, and donkeys." Now, right there, you get people going. That doesn't seem right. Well, what happened is because they didn't do that, the Amalekites came back and killed Israel's. <laughs> because they'd already done it once, killed Israel's men and women and children and infants and all. It's like because they didn't do it, they just those people came back and did it again. It's like this is the problem when you don't listen to God. First Samuel 15, 21 through 23. The troops took sheep and cattle for the plunder, the best of what was set apart for destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord of God at Gilgal. Then Samuel said, Does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying? Look, to obey is better than sacrifice. To pay attention is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and defiance is like wickedness and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. God gave Saul a command. Saul came back, and altered the command. God 86 Saul from being king. Just, I, can't, I don't know if you can really say it much different. What was being said was, well, we got all this nice stuff for God, and he'll be really happy because we, you know, God doesn't need that stuff. He's looking for the way that people respond. In fact, that's exactly what Samuel tells Saul. To obey is better than sacrifice. It's not the sacrifices. It's the obedience. To pay attention is better than the fat of rams. It's not the offering. It's the obedience. It's like do what God tells you. 
and people are like, but Dave, I, there was the, the, one of the best stories. I mean, I just love this story. It's just such a great story. And I know, uh, now I've heard it personally firsthand, so I'm telling you it's not you know, anything else, but I am telling you that I believe it, and I'm. you'll see why, I hope, but there's this pastor who's really trying to follow the Lord, be real diligent, you know, fasted, prayed, and the Lord told him to go to the park at this time, and he went to the park, and he met somebody there, and he shared the gospel, and that person became a Christian, and what a great delight, and so he pursues the Lord again, and just so fantastic, and uh, a couple of days later, he goes back to the park, where he feels like the Lord tells him to go back there again, and nobody shows up. So he comes back before the Lord, and he's like, what happened? And he believes the Lord told him, nothing. I told you to go to the park. See, that, to me, I think that's God. See, that's how God does it. He's like, yeah, I just told you. I didn't tell you anything. Just go do it. Do what God tells you to do. In, in, in Saul's response, Saul answered Samuel, I have sinned. I've transgressed the Lord's command in your word because I was afraid of the people, and I obeyed them. we got to make it very clear-cut distinction. God first, period. And then the other stuff. All of the other, I don't care. Wife. Children, start going down the list. You got it, got it, got it, got it. You know, uh, husband, spouse, whatever. I mean, go to down the list. God first, period. And that's going to become more and more distinct as the persecution will increase, guaranteed. If it doesn't increase, Jesus didn't say it. Whether Jesus misspoke or we're all, every one of us was reading, it was like we're losing our minds because Jesus told us that in the end times it would get worse. And it is getting worse. And we know it's getting worse. But he's separating for himself a people. And you know what? If you don't say yes, you're not, it's just that's going to be it. You've made that decision. So we're not going to let people influence our obedience to God. We're not going to let situate you obey God over every and anything always. First and foremost, that's what it is to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And then everything else will follow. You'll see. All right, don't forget on the <laughs> trivia question, what was he? He was the tax man. The tax man. I can't do the Beatle thing very well. The tax man. All right, anyway. All right, uh, that's the key is he was a tax man. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. 
Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. What is the David Spoon Experience? My guest on the phone today is absolutely no exception and is one of the top tiers. Uh, I want to say welcome to Dr. David Jeremiah from Turning Point. Dr. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you. It's great to have you on the show. I was doing a little bit of research, and I just wanted to ask you, because I want to talk about the new book, and I want to talk about the study Bible you just released and Turning Point, but I was going over some of the materials you've done, and I, and I, on my list I have that you've done at this point, and if I'm wrong, correct me, uh, at least 53 books with three New York Times bestsellers and one about to be a fourth New York Times bestseller, 100 Bible study guides, and you sold more than 4 million books. Is that right? Well, you know more about that than I do, but that sounds that sounds probably about right, yeah. That is absolutely amazing. So everybody who's uh, listening to this uh, uh, broadcast right now certainly, I'm sure, wants to send out their appreciation for you taking the time and committing yourself to this process. I was uh, going through your background, and, and as I was reading it, I understand that you actually accepted the Lord as your uh, Savior when you were 14. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah, that's about how old I was. Yeah. So you were you were young when you came into the faith. Actually, I I really had a head start in many respects because I was born into the family of a pastor, and I heard the gospel many many times and probably had some preliminary experiences before I truly understood it for myself at that age. <clears throat> so I was blessed to be brought up in a Christian home with with the message of the gospel very very familiar to me. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready, because I'm going to be doing a DDD that came from the mouth of a grandchild. First time ever. I'm not even telling my daughter, because if it doesn't go good, I want to redo it and then uh, make sure it gets done properly. In the meantime, (laughs) that's right. Here, uh, in the meantime, is the trivia question. What was the nationality of the healed leper who returned to give thanks to Jesus? Ooh. What was the nationality of the healed leper? who returned to give thanks to Jesus. Remember, there was 10 lepers, and they all got healed, and only one returned. We'll have to do a teaching on that, because Jesus even makes mention that he was the only one that got saved. Not healed, but saved. What was his nationality? Ooh, interesting, eh? Hey, hey. See, hey, that's Canadian. Hey, hey, okay. Uh, nine two nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. That's nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also, you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three two one four two one zero eight four eight three, and then you can send an email david at he must increase dot org. I do want to give a shout out to 
Ashley's sister, Taylor, uh, having an engagement party next, uh, I think it's uh, December 18th. Her and Hunter, Taylor and Hunter, are uh, having an engagement party. Congratulations to them, to the parents, to everybody involved. Very cool. That's cool. You know, it's one of the things that people forget is that no matter what you're, what's going on, say it does seem like life continues on as the Lord allows the opportunity for us to keep going. But as happy as they are, I still want the trumpet to blow. Sorry, sorry, I'm not going to change that. I mean, love my grandkids. I want every one of them to have a fantastic life, and it would be even more fantastic to me if Jesus would come back and say, "Let's go." Okay. That's just my mind. All right, uh, trivia question has been laid down. Everything else is done. I'm going to do it here. This is what I'm calling the wisdom of a grandchild. The wisdom of a grandchild. This is my first teaching from a grandchild, and it's a doozy, and it comes from the eldest, which would be Adeline Joy Schiller. Adeline is uh, also we call her Addie Bug, okay? And so when she has a bad attitude we say that's a baddie addy or when she's sad saddy addy or when she's glad a gladdy addy or when she's mad which is a little bit like her mom a maddie addy okay (laughs) but psalm chapter 8 verse 2 says out of the mouth of babes and infants you have established strength So what is it that a child can say to her grandfather that would make the grandfather pause and think, how does this little child who's five years old have better insight on the more complex theological issues that we deal with? Addie Bug was talking to Grandpa, and Mom said to her, show Grandpa what you were telling me. And she points to her head, and she points left side to her head, right side. I'm like, okay. And she points to her left side and her right side. Then she says, bad side, good side. And I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? And she has just hit, just learned recently in her little class Spirit side, flesh side. Make God happy side, make God not happy side. And I was like, well, you nailed it. (laughs) Because without being overly complex, and yeah, you can get into theological issues, and this would be the construct to drop in justification, sanctification, and glorification, and now we'd be talking about the order salutis, and now we'd be getting into, and here you go, left side, flesh side, bad side, not making God happy side. Yeah, that's it right there. Uh, right side, good side, spirit side, uh, make God happy side. Yep, that's it right there. You see, the Bible's very clear. Every man who is in Christ is a new creation. But don't kid yourself. Positionally, you're in Christ forever. Practically, that's when you choose between your left side and your right side.
You see, positionally, you're okay. Practically, he's making you into the image of Jesus, glory by glory and step by step. You know how you do that? You live with the right side or the spirit side or the good side or the make God happy side. Not with the left side, which is the bad side, which is the flesh side, which is the make God not happy side. And you think, well, okay, but Dave, that's very simplistic. Sure is, (laughs) isn't it? Here's the bottom line. Every day you make a decision or you make a series of decisions, we should say, and that can be influenced by your spiritual side or your flesh side. I guess it depends on which one you're trying to feed. Positionally, your flesh has been crucified. That's like the death sentence. But practically, your flesh is waiting for that execution to take place. And most of you know, people that are waiting for their execution usually takes 25 or 30 years before it happens. Well, there's a little bit of that similarity going on in the context that there is your Old man that is crucified positionally, it's already got the death sentence, da-da-da-da-da. But from a practical point of view, it sticks around quite often, and that's when you walk in the flesh and you notice how quickly you can go back to what you did before without batting an eye. That's a problem, right? This is the difference between justification and sanctification. And glorification, you'll never deal with any of this. It'll be it'll be a nothing. Okay? But in the meantime, left side, right side, bad side, good side, flesh side, spirit side, make God not happy side, make God happy side. Make a good choice. Right? All right. We got somebody who's gonna answer the trivia? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Dan. Hi, brother. How are you? Excellent. Wow, it's a day of hearing people I haven't heard from a, for a long time. It's what a blessing to hear your voice as well. It's great to hear Gary's. Great to hear yours. Oh, how awesome. All right, my good yeah. brother. Now, the, what was the nationality of the healed leper who returned to give thanks to Jesus? He was a Samaritan. That is correct! Exactly. And it's it's absolutely amazing that what Jesus said, you had the nine people, they get healed. Nobody's denying that. They, nobody's saying <laughs> well, they, get, they all got healed. Only one person went back to say thank you. I wonder if it was payback from that one that was found on the side of the road. But say that again. I wonder if it was payback from the one that was found on the side of the road. Yeah, wow. It's, that's amazing. Wow. Where you been? Have you been hanging out? You've just been chilling out? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been waiting for warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful to hear you, my brother. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. I'm superbly glad that you called in. You're a great blessing for us. Yeah, glad you're getting healed up. What's that? I'm glad you're getting healed up. Okay. Amen. All right, bro. God bless you. Bless you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. I just love our... We have, like, cool people. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. All right, leave me alone. Uh, Bottom line... uh, 
Only one person could visit. Can you imagine you're a group of people and there's 10 people and they can't walk and then all of a sudden all 10 people can walk and only one person goes, hey, thanks. It's like, wouldn't you think it'd be like larger? <laughs> Just, you know, I read stuff like that and I think, wow, what happened? Anyhow. Uh, I want to point out, Kirk just uh, sent me a text. I will bring it up because it's a really good one. He says, the wise, wise man's heart leans to the right, the fool to the left. That's right. <laughs> now, it, you people are going to use that politically. Yeah, it's not, you can't do that. Well, some people do it, but you probably should. Well, do what you want. All right, bottom line is you got to make good decisions. You make those decisions by the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit. You enable your ability to hear and the directive of the Holy Spirit by knowing what God sounds like by reading his word, which the Holy Spirit wrote. And then if you know what the Holy Spirit wrote in the Bible, then you know what the Holy Spirit speaks to you if it's the Holy Spirit. It's like, well, I know what he sounds like. I read his word. It's like, okay. Not overly complex. You can't be, I'm going to say this really nicely and don't get offended, can't be the people that say, well, the Holy Spirit is only connected to us through the Bible. It's like, nah, nah, you're not, you're not a Trinity person. That's dangerous. Don't do that. What you want to say is, I don't know how to communicate. That's fine. Don't, but don't do the other stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, what a wonderful show to hear from some of our uh, people that we haven't heard from from a while. Uh, so uh, it was a great blessing to hear him. And we're just really blessed by what everybody's doing. Keep praying for me. I'm doing pretty good in the recovery, uh, feeling pretty good. I am having uh, not physical challenges, mental challenges of my class. Yeah, what that, what that surprised anybody. I'm doing fine grade wise, but what they're requiring of me, I'm like going, I don't get it. I'm not the sharpest tack, but I'm not the dullest uh, knife either. So as a spoon, you just can't figure it out. Ah, uh, see, that was a joke. Okay. <laughs> Did you like that ending? Thank you very much. All right, fun show. I always like fun shows. Love you guys. I will not cease to pray for you. Please do not cease to pray for me, Noel, and for Kat and Chris and Jennifer and Don and everybody involved. Okay? We appreciate you. We love you. The Lord bless you. You've been listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, the views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.